This is Managing Mayhem. Presented by Two Lawyers and a Layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Hello and welcome to Managing Mayhem. I am Jack and I am absolutely taking control of the ship. I am here with uh, Jeff and Patty. Uh, what's going up? What's going up? What's going down? <laughs> you sound like Jeff. He's the one that's sleep deprived. Congratulations, yeah, captain, Jeff. Captain of the ship. Thank you. Thank you. How, how's it going over there with your first child? Things are going up, right, Jack? Uh, they're, going, they're going down and they're coming out. <laughs> Things are great over here. Uh, we are so, so happy, uh, so sleep deprived. Uh, he's not. I think I am because... Whether there's a noise or silence, I am jumping up to make sure everything's okay uh, about quiet. every 10 minutes. So. You wake him up to see that he's sleeping? Is that what you Just have? a little bit. And he, oh. he gets startled. And then uh, I just walk quietly back to bed. And then about 10 minutes later, we repeat. Uh, he's like, <laughs> already like, Dad, leave me alone. But I want to know why yes. Jack is the one who actually sounds sleep deprived. <laughs> so. Well, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Red Bull, for, for my side yeah. at least. So that's why I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> My sponsor is Nyquil. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, today we have some questions about um, meal periods from a few listeners. Uh, people are asking, uh, do they have to give them for hourly workers? How long do they need to be? Do people clock in? Do they clock out? What are the best practices for it? Okay, so we don't want confusion. We're not talking lactation breaks, even though we were talking about a newborn. We're talking no. about grown-up people's meal breaks is what we're talking about yeah. today. Okay. human adults at work. So hourly workers are what we're talking about. And federal law states that for your hourly workers, you do not have to give any meal period. But what they say, and this is where people get confused, is that if you decide to give them a meal period... It could only be unpaid if it is at least 30 minutes in duration and that the worker is completely relieved of their duties. We're not going to talk about minors or get into child labor laws. You're going to have to check with your state and the federal laws. It's a whole different category. We're just not going to open that can of worms. Um, as well as states, the majority of states don't have a state-specific law. They just follow the federal law. But there are about 20 states out there that do have state-specific laws. Um, so you have to be aware of where you're located. For example, Tennessee, you have to provide a half an hour meal period for employees who are scheduled to work more than six hours, right? Right. If we pull another one out of the hat, Delaware, if someone has worked seven and a half hours or more, you have to give a half hour at some time, but it has to be after the first two hours and before the last two hours. So And you don't yeah. feed them after midnight and you <laughs> right. <laughs> stay away from water. I mean, yeah. and that is not even touching California, which takes about, I what, about two hours to explain and Washington, yeah. Oregon. Yeah. So you really got to look to the state laws if you're in one of those 2021 states. Otherwise, federal okay. law will apply. Well, in reality is you have to apply the most protective law for the employee, whether it's state or federal. But also as an employer, you can provide a much more generous meal period policy or yeah. plan for your employees. You don't have to stick with just 30 minutes. You can provide an hour meal period. It just has to be more generous than the federal or state law. Okay. So just to recap, so the federal law is going to be the main one, um, and meal periods are not required, but if you do give them, they have to be at least 30 minutes, and then uh, no work 
is allowed to be performed during that meal period. Is that right? Right. Yes. Right. Yes. I'm an attorney. All right. <laughs> I'm so uh, sorry. It's it seems super to me as a brilliant person. It seems very simple. But uh, where do people get into legal trouble with um, the meal periods? Interesting, Jack. Some of the biggest settlements and jury awards and fines are relating to meal periods. So even though it seems straightforward. I think it mm-hmm. almost it, people. I don't know what it is. They probably overlook it even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's easy to easy to overlook, and it's easy to get kind of behind on because it can get very ticky tacky, right? Right. Like for example, if you don't give that thirty minutes, it has to be paid, and so the biggest mm. issue is people working during the lunch period. And I usually yep. see two categories. One is that over eager employee who wants to work while they're having that sandwich. And the second Mm -hmm. is the interfering or interrupting manager or customer while someone is clocked out on their unpaid meal period. You know, and remember that you cannot do any passive or active duties during the work period. And passive duties could be, I don't know, being required to sit there waiting for customers. Um, Also checking an email or picking up the telephone. And that will negate what they call a bona fide or good faith unpaid meal period. Right. The whole point of the unpaid meal period is that there's not any work being performed. You don't have to pay if they're not doing any work. But the moment they are, you do. And it is illegal to allow someone to work off the clock. So you really have to be careful about it. Right. And I could see someone like even trying to cram in work if they feel like they're behind or haven't accomplished what they need to. Some, you know, do gooders or, you know. Are you talking about yourself? The procrastination or do gooders? (laughs) Kind of both. Kind of like perfect combo. (laughs) Like people, yeah, people have the urge to work during the period and that could actually get the company into some legal trouble. Right. And that's where we see it the most is really with the overzealous employee who is trying to get work done. They want to get work done. They want to get ahead of things in the lunch period and they should be paid for that time. Right. Remember that we're talking about your hourly workers who have to clock in and out and they cannot waive payment. They can't just say, hey, no problem. I don't mind being off the clock. Okay. One big suggestion that we have is have everyone leave their workstation. Yes. Right. Don't. Mm -hmm. I think people get in the habit of not during the day, not during the day, just at the meal period. (laughs) But that's a big one because especially now, everyone's always being barraged with emails, calls. And so it's just easy. Make it a policy. Everyone needs to leave their workstation. Go eat in the break room. Right. Bridget's temptation. You know, it's very hard to defend a claim if you allow people to sit at their workstation because you just can't show that you separated, you know, um, Mm. unpaid time versus casually looking at an email or answering questions. And so not only do you have to require it, you also have to monitor that people are actually leaving those workstations. And unfortunately, you're going to have to discipline people who are refusing to do that. They want to sit there and surf the Internet, but also answer calls and emails at the same time. The other category that Patty mentioned is the interfering manager or customers. But let's let's focus on the managers real quick because this is the manager who the employees can't find from 8 to noon, but then that manager wanders into the break <laughs> yeah. room while the employee's eating their ham sandwich and is now a captive audience. And they start right. asking, hey, give me an update on this account or what's going on with this customer? What are you uh, thinking about? 
<laughs> right, work. Are you thinking about work because I'm going to love your job? <laughs> yeah, in that situation, you've invalidated that unpaid meal period yep. because they're performing mm. active or passive duties, having to talk to you about work. You're not asking yeah. them about how are the Dodgers. You're asking them about how's your project coming along. Are you going to meet these deadlines? Right. It's just it's just hard in the in the break room to not talk about work. But as a manager, you have to be very vigilant. To make sure you're sticking to the Dodgers, right? You want to know the record, batting averages. If an employee who's off the clock starts asking you questions, you could say, hey, you're off the clock. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it when you're back on the clock. So, you know, I find that this is something a manager can control because it's controlling themselves. More difficult is controlling and interrupting um, customer. I think that's, you know, I was in Home Depot once and I walked in and a guy was taking off his apron and I said, Hey, could you show me where the paints are? Cause it was a store I hadn't been to. And he said, I actually can't, I've clocked out. I'll be disciplined if I do. And I said, wow, you've either gotten audited or you've got really good training. <laughs> you've been <laughs> yeah. trained very well. <laughs> and, and so, you know, that guy was right because if he was going to assist me, that invalidates again the hmm. unpaid meal period. He's performing labor that benefits the employer through hmm. the customer. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important that you educate your staff and your managers about not doing that. Now, there are going to be situations yep. where you're going to have interruptions that are necessary, right, Jeff? Yep. You're short staff. And, and so in those situations, you're going to be interrupt that person, but you're going to pay that meal period. Right. You're never going to go wrong with paying it if you have to interrupt. And there may be times, there may be seasonal demands, things like that, where there's something urgent. So just okay. remember, you have to pay them if, right. if you are going to interrupt it. Right. Um, so if that seems really common... Um, but what are some other traps that people get into with the lunch period? Well, the, the other one is the employee who eats their ham sandwich in five minutes and then clocks back in um, <laughs> in their lunch period. But it really is coming back early from lunch. A lot of people will go, they'll come back after like 20 minutes or 25 minutes. And that just invalidates the 30 minute, it's right. not true lunch period. It becomes a, just a rest break, which are mm-hmm. paid if it's under that 30 minutes. And so- right. That's a big issue I see a lot is yes. employees coming back early and wanting well, to clock in and get back to it. Right. Because I also went to this restaurant that if uh, you clocked out and you went to clock back in before your break was over, the little like uh, the computer would just say, hey, you have four minutes on your break. Essentially like chill out. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it just pops up Tetris. And it's like, <laughs> you can play this for four minutes, yeah, but you seriously. can't work. <laughs> have you ever done words with friends? Why don't you relax, you psycho? <laughs> that, that is a great system. We've seen companies use something like that. You can't just barricade the door and just lock them out. Um, I think that's a great solution, Jack, to not allow them. Have some system that you cannot allow them to clock back in. Some managers think, hey, they came back early. They've waived the remainder of their meal period and they can never waive it. You have to give it to them. Mm. Exactly. Well, and I do have managers say that. Well, it's yeah. their problem if they come back 25 right. They minutes. don't want to yeah. use it. So. Right. Get to work. You know, I, I think managers think it's a hassle. And so they, they also say, okay, we're going to just do an auto deduct of the half hour yeah. meal period. Oh. oh my gosh, Jeff. What do you think about that? What's an yeah, auto I mean, deduct? Auto de- deduction is where essentially just in their their time card, they say, okay, from 12 to 12.30, we automatically oh. deduct. You're, you're automatically clocked out for those time periods. 
So just close your eyes and pretend everyone's following the rules. <laughs> yes, right, exactly, right. Jack. Because you can't just put your head in the sand and say, we have a magical 30 minutes, but we know yeah. everyone's perfectly Everyone taking 30 takes minutes. Everyone it. <laughs> uh, you know, now, not that it, the auto-deduct is itself automatically illegal, but it's not a good practice. You are required no. to monitor. You have to have exception forms. You don't want to go there. You also don't want to round the lunch period, especially if it's a 30-minute lunch oh, period, because not. they could be rounding two different ways and actually only taking 15 minutes so if right. you're gonna round you have to do it at like an hour lunch so those are a couple things to avoid okay it sounds yeah. like that's just kind of not a good idea honestly no neither of those are best practice is just have them clocking in and out yeah that's, okay that gives you the most accurate you have to regulate make sure they're doing it but that's the best practice for sure okay so do you have any other best practices because it sounds like it gets tricky make sure that if people are working unauthorized during the lunch period you pay them but then you discipline exactly okay. you know another option is not to give them lunch the lunch period because federal law in most states don't right. require that i'm not i wouldn't recommend that but yeah i just got like burnt out hangry people he could be one of the three percent of employers who don't give a lunch but yeah. is it really that low it's that low so there is no federal law requiring you to give meal periods, but if you do, it must be 30 minutes uninterrupted, no working off the clock, no clocking back in early, but also look to your state laws for additional requirements, right? Exactly. Yep. Okay. And your do-gooders are actually going to be your biggest issue for this one. Yeah. And as Patty said, don't be afraid to discipline, even though they may be your best employee, but you have to have boundaries to protect yourself and the company. All right, guys, thank you for joining us today. And we really appreciate your questions and suggested yeah, topics. Keep them coming. Yeah. And Jeff, good luck to you. May, oh. may sleep be with you. May, this sleep <laughs> may sleep be with you. you. <laughs> and also with you. Thank you all. See you next week. Have a Bye. great week. Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely meant for your educational and informational purposes. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed in your state. Please be aware that listening to lawyers can cause side effects such as migraine, self-doubt, and also maybe cure insomnia. But you know what? Trust your own judgment or you're not your mom.